Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. This episode we got a special guest. We're talking about a rules article. We're talking about Doom, Doom, probably some more Doom, some MF Doom, some Doom, all caps Doom, some Valeria Von Doom, some Doom, just classic Doctor Doom, some DJ Doom, all kinds of Doom. It's just Doom and Gloom on this episode. Uh, we're talking about a little bit about the Hero Clicks economy. Play some bad Samaritan, like always. This is episode 351. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, in the studio is your Heroclix heavyweight champion, the Billion Clicks Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Ooh, Calder, you know, I was talking to our good friend, uh, Chad Birdsall, and he was telling me about this sweet new game he's been playing. Uh, it's called Gwent. It's a card game. He was telling me how he's nope. a Northern Realms nope. kind of nope. guy. You already used Gwent. And I was, I was telling him before. the Skellige deck Gwent before. is where You've already at. used Gwent before. Uh, I'm not going to let you do that again. You've already <laughs> used Gwent. You're going to have to be more original if you want to get some freaking Witcher stuff past me. I'm not, not having it. I will not. I will not sit here and take that. And also, special guest, Ian, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Looking forward to talking about the old doom and gloom. That's so, right. That's right. Well, we'll see how we get <laughs> fits Witcher into that. So, oh yikes! It's gonna be a headache already. Uh, before we do that, let's uh, get into what made us happy this week. Uh, Ian, your special guest, why don't you go ahead and get started? All right. Well, obviously the Fantastic Four set dropped this week. I was pretty excited about that. Uh, Doctor Doom. Well, also, I don't know, a bit sad as well because I know I have to get these chases. Doctor Doom's one of the favorites, as I'm sure it is for a lot of people. So that set dropping, uh, it was pretty exciting. Went to my local game store, picked up a brick, and then I did manage to order a couple of the chases on eBay as well. So yeah, that was awesome. And uh, yeah, didn't have to work this weekend, so I can never complain about that. Yeah, just uh, overall solid. Right on. Got to play some Hero Clicks as well. My buddy Luke was in town, so we got to play a lot of the new set. I got to see how some of it works, and wow, there are a lot of good figures, to say the least, in this set. Oh, absolutely. Simeon, there's, there's a ton of good figures. Go ahead. Uh, so what made me happy this week is uh, we don't normally get to do in-person gaming, but uh, we've been trying to every set release and every so often. So uh, a couple of the old game uh, guys from different venues and stuff met up at a – none of our normal venues, but it's a uh, – like a coffee house slash bar pub slash gaming place called Spielbound. And you can rent games there. You can bring your own games. You can uh, do all kinds of stuff there. And it's, uh, it's a pretty cool place. But uh, we had a pretty fun game there. Uh, Devin reenacted, Devin of Happy Little Hero Clicks reenacted the uh, slaughter of the younglings as he played Lord Doom. And I played just a ton of. Uh, <laughs> sidekicks oh my god and so uh yeah we have we have a couple pictures of that but um it was a pretty fun time uh took it pretty casual we weren't going anything too extreme um but yeah i i equipped who was it 
I can't remember the Moloid girl's name, the one with the little dress, uh, like Meek or Turg or oh, yeah. Core. It's like M-I-K, Mick, I think. I think that's the one with the kick thing. Uh, so here's a fun thing. Oh, Bentley, Bentley23, who has the kick effect, has zero power other than leadership and mastermind. Meek, who is just standing there, has a special it's exploit, but the flavor text on exploit is called Shin Kick. And so I was like, all right, Devin, here's two figures. Wow. Which of these figures wow. has the power called Shin Kick? And clearly there's one <laughs> performing a Shin Kick, and then there's one just standing there. And, uh, of course, it was the one that's just standing there. Um, but, yeah, it, I equipped her with the Silver Surfer's surfboard, so there was some hypersonic force blast going on, except it uh, ultimately killed her because... Uh, Pushing damage is still real to me. <laughs> well, it's still real to everybody, actually, Simeon. Yeah, that's what I said. Still real to me. <laughs> no, you said to you. Yeah. Everybody. Right. That's like I, as if it's like, yeah. I am everybody, no. aren't I? Are you not all anybody. part of my <laughs> imagination? <laughs> anyway. This is all just the fever dream that I'm having? I thought I was. This actually is all your imagination, and then you just play a little, little effect, and then like the podcast is an hour. I have my own podcast. After this point, <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, but all right, uh, what made me happy this week? Um, we did sort of a graduation party. Not really. It was some weird ceremony that wasn't quite graduation, but it's almost grad. Either way, I got to eat pizza and cake, um, and just hang out and watch some. Nebraska volleyball because we were in Norfolk so or Norfolk whatever you want whatever whoever the locals call it I guess they crush and it. so we were just watching some Nebraska volleyball watch them get there um yeah except they definitely got destroyed by Minnesota so oh. the girls were not feeling it tonight but it was it was a good time it was a good party it was fun hanging out with everybody they were like they and were like that cake was ninety dollars for... and I'll be honest with you it really it was ninety dollars a slice yeah champ. <laughs> it was no, it was ninety dollars just for the whole cake, but it was a dang good cake, man. Oh, it was awesome. I was like, that might be that might be a ninety dollar worth cake. It's probably just like boxed cake. They put two layers on and frosting or something, and I just can't tell the difference. But man, was it good! It was delicious. Could it's you amazing tell? how a price tag can shift that a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the perception of how good something is, like ah, yeah, it's, it's right. definitely yeah. not a seven dollar taco. Is that like a two dollar taco? <laughs> um, can you can you remember if the I had some good was... fish tacos this week too. They were twelve bucks, but they were pretty good. Oh, jeez. But yeah, uh, <laughs> well, there you uh, go. Frosting was just like whatever normal it, frosting. Oh, it wasn't it tasted great. Cream cheese frosting's where it's at. No, it wasn't cream cheese. I don't think so. Not that I know what that would be because I don't because I don't know how to cook any bakery related anything so Ooh, a nice carrot sure. cake with a thick cream cheese yeah. frosting. Ooh, i do like carrot cake simian special <laughs> but all right uh <laughs> you haven't played well simian was about <laughs> until he's baked you his signature carrot cake if we go over to your house is it just carrot cake and pudding is that is that what you've been eating all just Yes. Period, Simeon. Yes. Yes. I actually got. <laughs> so we actually had a, a listener contacted me to figure out more details about said pudding. 
<laughs> and in my research, turns out the actual name is Budino because it's an Italian dish. Uh, so it's called Budino. Mm. If anyone wants this earth-shatteringly good butterscotch pudding dessert, it's actually called Budino. And find like some sort of tiny Italian shop with like a nice old lady that's like, yes, yes, I make you Budino. And then she makes you a Budino and you pay her like 12 <laughs> bucks probably. Probably. But, uh, you can live off that stuff. I know I have. No, you shouldn't. Nope. Nope, definitely not the nutrients you need uh, every day. Anyways, uh, believe it or not, this is a Heroclix podcast. Uh, it's not about food. Uh, who to thunk? Uh, but <laughs> let's just let's get into the news. We can get the, the show rolling. I'm going to do a real quick... Thing about the whole article seven this is probably the worst article written to date the person had an aneurysm or a stroke or something while typing this article and it is very difficult to like comprehend and understand they need to do their bullet points thing again where it's like this is what it was before this is the change and now like all they this stuff is just sort of it it just yeah it's well, sort of there it's sort of not I don't have as much fun reading that uh, way, so <laughs> WizKids keeps it this way to keep the articles fun as well. Right. <laughs> if they didn't give me a migraine to read them, I, I would say they are fun to read. But well, you yeah. have to decipher the rules in the same way you decipher the game, <laughs> which I guess that's one in the same. Yeah. <laughs> so they did uh, free versus at no cost, which is great, so... Oh boy. Um, at no cost helps people know that their close action, usually an attack, was still part of a costed action without requiring you to end with two action tokens at the end of the power. Uh, at the same time, it wasn't attacking as a free action, which might get wonky with special powers, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. There was a whole bunch of stuff, but really the takeaway was the, like the swim thing. No one else paid attention to like the place versus places and now they're changing that or the free versus at no cost. And then it was like, oh, but you can't be targeted within four squares. You have a swim team ability. And that was the only thing. And that wasn't even the point of the article, which was wild. That was just like in a Q&A thing. Yeah, that was a Q&A thing. Which is also a weird way to put it. Yeah. Huge change to the game, so by the way. that was interesting. We'll put that at the very end as an Big answer change. to a question. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a way um, to do it to me. Yeah. I am glad that so they, that's fun. I mean, that's fun. And then, uh, yeah, going forward with like place versus places and stuff like that, because HeroClix has several. This is only one example of like several times where they reuse phrasing, but it means different things in different contexts. Right. And I was like, you have the entirety of the English vernacular at your disposal. You could literally just go to Google, type in thesaurus find a different word for like whatever <laughs> word you're using and then use that in your rules. Also, uh, I know WizKids listens to us cause they've made several of our changes that we've suggested. Um, <laughs> stop using may use. If I say you may get in my car, that implies that there is a choice. If there is no choice involved, it's not can use or may use it's uses. It's just uses. If I say get in my car, that's different than you may get in my car. 
or you can get in my car because then yeah, you know the, the victim still has a chance to run and if i just see, say get in my car that there. takes away the chance car talk <laughs> <laughs> the worst case for that was always the may use battle fury yeah it's like oh you may, yeah you may use battle fury and you're just like i don't want to use battle fury and then your opponent's like okay fair enough well, you have to. <laughs> I gave you the option, and you didn't want to, so fair case. enough. Like, no. Uh, so yeah, now places will be uh, things that are placed from outside the map will be generated. So like trouble alerts will technically be generated, bystanders will be generated, stuff like that, and then TK will continue placing, uh, carrying figures will continue placing, knockback will probably continue placing. Who knows? But yeah, that that's one example of right. the several things that they definitely need to clean up with multiple words or phrases. That, there's just so many you could choose. Right. And then obviously they're just getting rid of uh, at no cost as well, which is just so fun. Places generates at no cost. Gone. Goodbye. Well, I mean, places and generates is going to be specific. But yeah, what a fun article. And that's all I really want to say about that. It was a thing that happened this week. If you want to see me and Simeon play games with the new rules articles, head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, we did a uh, Thursday throwdown, I guess technically Saturday showdown this week because I was way behind. I should honestly f be fired for how terrible my <laughs> upload schedule has been. Uh, but either way, that's on YouTube. If you want to watch some Star Trek versus The Hobbit, <laughs> but with new rules, <laughs> it's there. If you want to watch it, it's there. You know, People yeah. have asked what the pinnacle of Hero Clicks is, folks. And I think uh, you have the opportunity to see it now. This is Star Trek we're talking about, and not the good figures they've re re released recently. This is the OG Star Trek spaceships on dials. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. <laughs> There's some promotion. <laughs> there you go. You heard Thank it here first, folks. Of course. Of course. All right, guys. <laughs> We didn't even pay him to say that. Give me your PayPal again after the show. We yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no Thank problem, you. no problem. Yep, yep, yep. And then for the uh, public but, uh, as well, my PayPal is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, not geez. selling out. No, never. What? No, of course not. Goodness. <laughs> who would ever just spam their PayPal on their Discord server? I don't know anyone who would do that. <laughs> Anyways, um, Simeon, you want to talk about these Doom Chases? We know them all. And we know they work well together. But let's talk about just how how stupid. How stupid. Or actually, Ian, do you want to talk about time platform Dr. Doom a little bit here? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I think this is um, something that needs to be changed. And this is something that I realized recently. So if this is old news, apologies. But uh, I realized that Dr. Doom, for his trait, uh, learned from the past, which is at the beginning of the game, roll two D6s and place the results on this card. If Dr. Doom is 150 points, it's roll three instead. Whenever any attack roll is made, yes, any attack roll, you may replace a D6 in the roll with a D6 from this card. So, there's a key distinction that makes this way more busted than any other dice manipulation piece we've seen, and that's the fact that the die is not removed. So, you are just constantly taking dice from any attack roll, globally, no line of fire, nothing. The entire game so you're just changing the outcome of if you wanted to literally every attack and that is just uh i don't know that seems pretty pretty good to me and this is all without mentioning the object he has as well and 
Uh, the fact that he can steal objects from your opponent as a free action just because. I mean, th- these chases are just insane, but this is, uh, I don't know, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> and the fact that he's not unique, like you could play four of these and have eight dice to interchange throughout any time in the game for any attack roll. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. He is absurd, is what I'll say. <laughs> mm. And you can get one for the low, low price of $200. Uh, so <laughs> the most recently today, February 21st, that's great. Uh, and then there's another one for 164 another one for 170 It's just, ooh, you yeah. better hope you pull one of these guys because, wow, yeah, buy another case. I mean, I think <laughs> we all kind of knew that the chase that came with an object would be one of the higher ones. There's always, like, some of the bad chases oh, yeah. that, like, nobody really wants to pull. And then, like, even if this one was middle of the road and came with a somewhat usable object, he'd be more expensive just because of that fact. But, yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's also not unique. Right. So, yeah, he can you can play multiples and have multiple dies to choose from to swap. So it's a lot. And then uh, if you win, so it becomes kind of funky if you lose map roll and your second player because yep, uh, first player gets to choose which beginning of the game effects go uh, first. But if you win and you're the first player, you can choose to swap. Uh, you can choose to swap like from one doom to a different doom. And then you can do a different at, cause that's at the beginning of the game. Then you can do a different at the beginning of the game effect. And then, if you end up with time platform doom, it's uh, Doctor Doom may start the game with the time platform equipped, so it just you know it's there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's there. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Um, he also, I think, uh, ten points or less. Yeah, if you swap to an opponent's uh, object they don't score the time platform it just gets it gets like removed from the game for zero points so you just get to steal if you want to do that you get to steal one of their 10 point or less objects uh and they just have like no recourse and no uh they get they don't get any points for anything and now they're like one object short yeah this just seems like I think one of the, I think just the the core issue of it is that this is one of the least interactive figures I think they've, like, ever made, <laughs> honestly. Start of the game, I'm stealing your stuff, I'm rolling some dice for later. If you hit me, I might teleport back to my starting area if I, you know, decide to keep it. If I don't want this Doom, I'll switch to another one, like, I don't know, it's just, oh, it is nasty. Yeah, and we should say, um, the object on its own for 10 points, it has the effect, when this character hits a single opposing character instead of normal damage, you may place the hit character in its starting area. And then, uh, in addition to that, when this character would take damage, you can choose to be placed in your starting area and KO the time platform when taking also taking an unavoidable damage. So it kind of gives you a, a way to negate like one big attack kind of thing. But uh, the bigger mm-hmm. thing is, on any character, so there's several characters 
in Golden Age. Uh, in Modern, it's mostly just Jason Wingard, but any character that has kind of like a chain effect where they can hit multiple characters. So with Jason Wingard, it's he can mind control, and then using that character's square, when he's done mind controlling that character, he can draw range and line of fire and target another opposing character, and he can go through an entire team like that and if he has this time platform equipped, he can send an entire team back to its own starting area, which just seems, I don't know, what's a, what's a, what's a good word? Let me open up a thesaurus. It seems pretty, <laughs> pretty place to me. Uh, it seems really, oh, nope, that's a wrong oh, thesaurus. Uh, bad. It seems bad. It makes me feel bad when my entire force <laughs> just got into position oh, and gosh. then my opponent sends it back to the starting area. It makes me feel bad and I like to play this game to feel not bad to use WizKids <laughs> terminology. What do you think of the uh, the potential of the time platform on one-man one armies? Is that something you think uh, will be seen as kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card for when they do get hit hard? After the rules change, I could kind of see it. So in like a one-man army or like a tentpole situation, because you'd have to be like 290 points with the uh, time platform, um, I could kind of see it after the rules change when it's not as easy to stack damage and when a it's like a single character, uh, like one 290-point figure, could also have their own theme team prob and have like a plus one to... Uh, initiative and stuff like that. I could see... I mean, you're not going to completely take out your opponent's force, I don't think, with a one-man army. But yeah, probably not. with the time platform, you could definitely run it to time without taking yeah, I feel you know, a full damage. Definitely. feel the same way about it, where I think there's potential there as well. But just... Uh... Overall, looking at these Doom Chases, I mean, so many of them just have, like, these nasty global effects. And really, when it boils down to it, I think just most global effects are not healthy for this game. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. Maybe that's just my own opinion. But, uh, like, for example, Lord Doom just having, if an opponent's force has more characters than your force, opposing characters can't generate bystanders. Just, that actually, yeah, you, that got used against me. That. I couldn't, so... In uh, the game we played, I couldn't, my core, my little, uh, what is he, the uh, Moloid core, couldn't make Turg because oh, I outnumbered my opponent. And so I couldn't make Turg, and without being able to make <laughs> Turg, I couldn't use my other Moloid to give uh, plus one stats. So it's uh, Tong. Tong is the little lady in the dress. Uh, no, she can't give my Moloids plus one combat values if I don't have all, f like, four of them on the map. So, mm. yeah, Lord Doom just, like, nerfed my whole team, and at no point during the match was I, like, able to to make my little Turg such a good and bystander. Just, like, if it happened from if he, like, did something, or, you know, maybe you had to roll for it, you know, anything. But the fact that it's legitimately just, nah, you can't, you can't do that, man. I don't know. I just I, I don't like that. I think that's pretty lame. Sculpt is great. I would have just thought, and I know obviously these sets are made way in advance from like other sets, but especially with 1776, who has a global effect, you they've clearly they learned their lesson. Yeah. You know, that's like, you this hope. is not good. You should have to do something to be able to use that. 
yeah. you know? But instead, nope, that that's not the way it is. <laughs> well, there's well, also there's all caps doom that uh, locks yeah. your opposing force. <laughs> they can't take more costed actions each turn than one per hundred points. And then, uh, which one is it? There's doom the annihilating conqueror that makes cosmic future and past keywords get the Latveria keyword. So it's like some keyword cheat keyword cheating kind of stuff. And then I can't remember which one is it that removes all the, if you would gain keywords. Uh, that'd be the Annihilating Conqueror. And I really like the way he does it. So you don't get any keywords that you don't already have on your card. So if you're making the Spider-Man family theme team, um, that person will be able to use the theme probs. Since this is at the beginning of the game, you'll still be able to roll as a theme team, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you do that, uh, then he gets Power Cosmic this game, which is really sick for the Annihilating Conqueror. So he's like a running shot pulse. Otherwise, he doesn't have Power Cosmic. So you're like, yeah, I'm swapping this guy out. This sucks. Because uh, then he won't yeah. have willpower. Um, but that, that won't matter here in a little bit. But anyways, um, yeah, like that's really cool. Gives him Power Cosmic. And then you can still do that. You can be like, okay, um, you lose all your keywords, but still the beginning of my game. I'm just going to switch him out anyways. So sucks to suck, bro. Uh, let's grab one of these other dooms, you know and like so yeah they are you know this this is a really cool mechanic it sucks that they're all chases because they are all just also really cool characters but like my gosh they made these abilities really strong and then when you just at like tack on that they're all interchangeable it just uh i mm -hmm. don't know i don't see a reason to not play him on like every team i make for the next two three years however long it's in modern but i'll be playing a ton of these chases there's no question yeah. So even uh, we were doing, I was working on team building for Adam's tournament with clicks in it. That's coming up here. And I had a hard time. I, I think I put doom on like three out of the five teams I built. I was like, I don't know how I don't play this guy. Honestly, like it's, it's fun. It's crazy. Cool. He's a freaking toolbox. They're, they're slightly quote unquote balanced because they do take up sideline space. You know, but then you're just like, yeah. well, I don't need to play Valeria or Dr. Thing or like whatever. So you, you can sort of pick and choose what you feel like will work the best with the rest of your team. And then mm -hmm. you're like, damn, they all work so well. Like it's it's crazy. Like there are some more whatever close combat themed ones. There's more range themed ones. But either way, you just give them all the carnage symbiote or exo specs and it works for all of them. So who cares? <laughs> yep. so like, yeah, really they're, they're nutty. Like they can rise to any occasion like you have an yeah. answer to a lot of stuff in you know like one or two pieces that you're running and i think for the most part like you are playing them at 75 i don't really see any of them that i would play at 150 like maybe dr thing like i don't know why i just think he's pretty hard to take down i think it'd be fun to play as like a tentpole-esque figure but yeah i think that, dr I thing know. is one of the better I'm ones to be honest 75 I think so too. I think he's being slept on a bit. <clears throat> yeah, I think. I know you can't in, swap him if you equip Galactus, but I think right. Galactus on uh, Doctor Thing could be pretty fun. I think post rules change, uh, post Wonder Woman, um, some of these things at 150 isn't going to be. It's not going to be like the crazy. Like you might play a Doom at 150 and one at 75. And you can swap either one of them out. Like you could even swap. So I could play Lord Doom at 150 and uh, Doctor Thing at 75, 
and then I could swap my 150 Lord Doom for a 150 Doctor Thing and my 75-point Doctor Thing for a 75-point Lord Doom because none of them are unique. So I can just interchange however I want if I'm running 225 points of that. But yeah, Lord Doom at 150, uh, he's what, an 11-speed charge with uh, full speed charge. You don't have the speed. Twelve or four. Yeah, twelve yeah. attack top dial with four damage. Uh, exploit weakness. So, Andy he bursts through walls. He ignores hindering, which I I don't know what that means anymore. Um, improved movement <laughs> hindering must mean that he can just see through it when he moves through it. Yeah, so um, something like that. Maybe it gives him dolphin. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I, I can see stuff like that working post rules uh, change because it's going to be a lot harder to do some big hits on these characters. Yeah, I would definitely agree. It's just uh, it's 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 a little a little harder to like actualize that still, but could definitely see that. You know, I think the one thing for pretty much all of these chases, except for like whatever, uh, doing the annihilating conqueror. Um, they're at least, at the very least, and this is being kind of nitpicky, they aren't protected outwit. So if you are super worried about these dooms, like, oh man, Dr. Thing, how am I going to take that guy out? Oh, very simple, actually. Outwit is defense power, and then, then you go from there. So that is that is one thing to keep in mind. Um, and we haven't even talked about like Sorcerer Supreme either. Being able to, once per attack, you just get a reroll. The attack yeah. roll is insane. I mean, that's range and line of fire. Yeah, see, that's the mind, They didn't make that a global effect. Because um, why? Like, why not at this been. point? It should have been. Um, I mean, I mean to me. in Golden Age, you just give him uh, whichever relic, the uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh relic that lets him see through everything <laughs> anyhow. And Only you would know what the Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> yeah, relic that, that, is. You realize I, that. No, like referencing that, I mean, you might as well reference a different game. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's uh, the, the Battle of the Millennium. Uh, set technically. Yeah, so anyway, in is. Warhammer 40k, when I have yeah. all my troops... <laughs> yeah, just... yeah, sorry, your your Lord Doom wasn't facing the correct direction when he began charging. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the Millennium Eye, so, uh, no, that's the Outwit one. Uh, it's the Millennium you Ring. You don't even you know. You still it. got it wrong. You don't even know. <laughs> the Millennium Ring, so in Golden Age... This character can use improved targeting, ignores elevated terrain, hindering terrain, characters, and may make a ranged combat attack against any opposing character within range and line of fire, even if that character is in an adjacent square. So it basically gives them a sharpshooter with uh, ignores elevated and hindering and characters. So having that and then being able to re-roll literally every attack that happens in a turn because it's not prob, it's may re-roll yep, just attacks. Just re-roll. Uh, yeah, so he can absolutely every single attack that happens in a single turn, he can re-roll, um, which is pretty nuts. Not as nuts as Time Platform Doom, who can just swap out dice constantly, but, I mean, why it's not just play both? Like, this dude has yeah, a specific why not play thing, both? and Time Platform Doom is just better. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not even wrong. Not even, yeah. No, I can't even argue that. You're right. Just play both. <laughs> it's a little taco commercial. It's like, why not both? I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, you're yeah, really yeah. looking at it. It's like, oh, I could play one Doom for 150. Hmm, but 
Two at 75. Oh, okay. I don't know. They are just something else. Yeah. And we've already known that, like, so besides the keyword cheating that you can do with, like, uh, I think it's, is it Annihilating Conqueror does the yeah, keyword? Yeah, the faux four. And then future past. Past. So the keyword cheating that's, like, yeah, Cosmic Future Past and then Latveria already being a good keyword. And then I think does also the new Morgan Le Fay do, like, Avengers to Latveria. Yep. <laughs> she does. Well, not yeah. new, so, like, but the, uh, the I don't legacy know. card. Yeah. Who, oh, right. The old legacy. Yeah, the new legacy card, Morgan Le Fay. So, like, Whoever, like, 10 years ago wanted Latveria. I guess Latveria wasn't even a keyword 10 years ago. Keyword last year. So, like, now Latveria, I don't think anyone would have guessed that Latveria is now, like, a crazy strong keyword. Like, stronger than I would I would say maybe the strongest named keyword. But not that named keywords matter anymore. Uh, but still, like, yeah. one of the strongest named keywords right now. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I, really wondering how uh, theme teams will shape up after these rule changes. Like, well, not shape up. I guess stack up would be the right phrase like will it be as important i really don't think so i mean if it caps at plus three eh. and then yeah and then your map like to me the biggest thing for theme team was always just winning map Absolutely. and now you can't reliably do that anymore so it's man what's the point yeah. <laughs> it's so rough if at most like, i would have preferred if you would have changed like yeah and yeah, I would have been cool if they would have did like instead of the whole um, theme prob fix where they were like, oh, Captain Venom makes a name theme team. Well, how about instead you get double the theme props? If they would have said you get double to your map roll, so now you're at least a plus six on your opponent, that's an extra die. Then I would have been cool with it, honestly, more yeah. than the theme prob thing. But when it is what it is. Mathematically, uh, yeah. a few people have said like, uh, a plus three to like a plus zero. So if you have plus three over your opponent, that still gives you like a 70 some percent bonus to like initiative. You know how many times somebody's had like over a plus three and rolled a crit against me or like rolled really low for initiative and I've managed <laughs> to roll like the average of like seven or eight? Like it's gonna happen. So it's, it's, yeah, oh, yeah no. it's like 70% likely that you'll get it, but that's not how dice work. Dice aren't like, well, we'll give you the average roll. They, they're a very fickle kind of thing, you know, because they're anywhere in the range from 2 to 12. So you're going to get, like, a low roll, and occasionally your opponent's going to get a high roll. So, yeah, it's absolutely not uh, a thing you can bank on anymore by any stretch of the imagination. I would never make right. a team, going forward, I would never make a team that uh, can only work on, like, a specific map like I have in the past. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's gonna be interesting because it's good to move away from though. I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't Very think it's a bad move. Sure. I don't think it fixes the fact that the second player gets kind of hosed by not only not getting to pick the map, but also not getting a full turn of uh, first turn immunity. But I mm -hmm. think it's a it's a good step in the right direction to like at least balance the playing field as far as. Also, I mean, we don't have to look at teams that are just full of, like, 70, 80 points of filler to make sure the map goes in the right direction. <laughs> oh, my collection of seven Wendigos. Right. What have you. Yeah, definitely good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's going to help everybody for team building, where it's like, oh, I've got a Batman team. If I just lose, I just sort of lose. Like, that's it, period. If I don't get my open map, then I'm just, like, I'm gone. 
you know? So now it's like people are going to at least think a little harder when it comes to team building instead of like, well, I've got a monster team and I'm going to slap on a million Wendigos and now I will win map. Ha ha. Uh, no, it's not going to happen, which is cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm all for, yeah, all for it. Now, if you run by a team all means, with thinking just... a little harder, making sure your team is like work. Yeah. No, Simeon, go for it. No, Simeon, talk over me, Simeon. Go for it. If you if you it, run Simeon. a team with just Wendigos now or just like Wendigos and uh, like some mystical stuff or monster stuff and you go against a JLU Batman and like Dr. Fate team or whatever, all your Wendigos can just get hosed in like turn one. I mean, not all of them, but the every single one that Batman can see. And then before you close the gap, he's going to do it again. So, yeah, it's... It comes back to that problem of let's get rid of these global abilities. Like, why is Batman hosting a concert this hard in a in the <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> How's he doing? And bats, those lyrics, and you didn't have to go so hard, man. <laughs> and you didn't have to pay any points for speakers. When they were designing that Batman, you know there was one guy that was like, Man, is in capping everyone he can see too powerful and he was like no the mind control might be a bit much but i think here, we'll here, be word fine it more poorly word it more poorly so we can and then like stronger. year one of him being played and they're like oh oh we didn't yeah. realize <laughs> we didn't realize at all like the implication is the problem yeah because of the implication oh uh okay you had me go in there for the first part. The second half kind of threw me. Okay. That, <laughs> <laughs> that seems really dark. No, no, it's not dark. You're misunderstanding me, bro. I'm, okay. I'm, I think I am. Yeah, you are. Because, <laughs> because of the implication. Now, you, you've said that word implication a couple of times. What, what implication? The implication that things might go wrong. <laughs> yeah, my gosh. But the implication. Insert the implication right there, Simeon. I would say just uh, to kind of wrap up the thought on like just map choice. I have played enough games on Ancient Hold to know that I don't really want to play there again. <laughs> it's just, I hate that map. And the fact that, you know, you go against some teams and it's just like, all right, this is where we're going. It just sucks. Like, oh, losing the map off of an initiative roll. Yeah. It feels awful because you know where the game's headed. Like you always have a chance to win, but you yeah. know what the likely outcome is. I will say... Um, I don't normally like say that I'll like concede a game, but uh, what was it like the Rock Labyrinth map, the ROC Labyrinth oh map, or something gosh. like that? Uh, there was I played on that like once, and when I had to roll for the map again, I was like, if I lose this map roll, I will not play on that map again. It is it's like way too oppressive closes down way too many avenues and then the other team was specifically designed to work on it so i was like yeah i'll just concede like that was one of the few times in my hero clicks career where i was like i'll absolutely just concede rather than playing on this map again and the fact that i don't actually have to like worry about that as much now i'm like at most my opponent has a plus three against me that's yeah, i don't know it's great it's fantastic it's future foundation that should have never been made. <laughs> it's a, it's a foundation we can build the future of heroes. Uh, see, I knew you were gonna say something stupid. Once, yeah. <laughs> and with yeah, that, right. 
we can wrap up our Dr. Doom discussion <laughs> for now. To not just affect the now, but affect the future. Ian, you want to talk about the, like, number one, when a new set drops, what do we always get bombarded with on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, or on eBay, depending on what you're looking at? That's exactly right. That's exactly right, listener. Thank you. It's sale posts. We see sale posts literally everywhere instantly for the first couple of weeks after a set drops. Normally, there's like a pre-release, crazy sale prices, not really any pre-release going on right now. So that's whatever it is, what it is. And then, of course, once everybody gets it, everybody's selling it. Some people haven't even got their product yet, and they're just, boom, they're going nuts. Uh, this set is especially crazy cool because we've got objects that always affects the price of figures. We have chases that are just nutty, insanely expensive. And we have legacy cards that will affect the price of not only uh, what they cost, but like older figures as well. So um, something that we've been kind of wanting to have Ian on the show for for a while was a little a little economic analysis going on here. So oh, yeah. I'm just going to let you have the reins for this part of the show, my man. All right, for sure, man. Awesome. So... Yeah, I, uh, something I've always found interesting about Heroclix, just one of the components I've been continually fascinated by is just the price of figures and kind of what drives them. Because obviously, I think uh, at this point, especially with COVID, I'm a collector first. And, you know, I don't want to pay these absorbent prices for figures. So finding the right time to buy can be everything. I think the most recent example of that can be seen in 1776, the Spider-Man chase from the last set. Everybody remembers the errata that uh, pretty much bricked him. You saw his price get cut in half. You know, as a buyer, kind of knowing that that was inevitable ahead of time, you know, would have paid off in the long run. Because I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, just days before that, it was selling for roughly like 140 to 170 And then the day after, you were looking at prices of like 100 And that just feels awful. So, you know, always being able to predict that is one thing. But... Uh, kind of segue into this new set. It was very interesting. Um, so the first day a set comes out, if there are figures I want, I will sit on eBay and I will look for them. <laughs> That's just, uh, I don't know what I do, but the uh, output for this time around was very, very limited. Like we were already seeing, well, I mean, there's a few things that could attribute to it, but there just weren't a lot of figures being posted on secondary markets or Facebook at all. It was relatively dead for a release day. And, you know, you could attribute that to kind of the distribution of HOX, like maybe people weren't buying as much this time around. You know, like you're saying, a lot of people hadn't gotten their product. But what I think it really is, is that people are already holding on to these chases. And I think uh, the market that the Doom chases are seeing is very comparable to the Spider-Man ones where there's just an infinite or infinite amount of potential in them. Being able to swap out between eight different chases, they're all cool characters. They're all popular, you know, they're all valuable, they're high rarity. There's everything you want right there. <laughs> so I think people are already really just holding on to these chases and they'll be tougher to get. So as far as chases for this set go, I'm saying buy them as quick as you can if you do want them. I think now is the time. There is one exception to that, though, and I think that is Prisoner Doom. So you brought up earlier, Calder, the pre-release prices and how they are just <clears throat> massively higher than, you know, what you see like a week later. Prisoner Doom yeah. sold for roughly $130, $140, like the week before the set came out. And if you go on eBay, you can search. You'll see everybody asking this $130, $140 price tag. 
and he's just not selling for that. But people continue to ask for it. So that pre-release price kind of set like a, I don't know, a floor price for it. But it's just interesting because nobody's paying that. So there's, you know, the occasional case where uh, they're not really worth that. But uh, I'd say that's like the one chase that kind of goes against the grain for the set. I think the rest of them are just, you know, if you can buy them and if you want them, I think now is the time. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's kind of my take on that. And uh, you were also mentioning mentioning that equipment can always drive the price of a figure. You know, the flexibility, the variability of that is always something interesting as well. And we are seeing that a bit in this set. Uh, this is the first set with equipments on primes. So I'm interested to see how uh, the price fluctuates there, especially considering that the, I think the object that the Prime Diablo comes with is good. I think, uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see if Prime equipment becomes, one, like a, a thing they'll do again, and two, how high that price ceiling can get if it is, you know, competitive worthy. Uh, another thing that I thought was really interesting in this set is the legacy cards. And so I think this will be something that's comparable to team-up cards Well, where they'll be pretty hot at first. You know, people will be racing to get them. But as more sets come out, you know, as time goes on, um, I'm not entirely convinced that these legacy cards will be worth a ton. I think the figures they go on will probably increase in value, like, considerably. But just overall, from what we've seen, I don't think uh, any of these legacy cards are really worth playing. And I think that's, like, one of the biggest factors that can drive the price up. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm kind of riffing here. I will say, yeah, <laughs> no, to go man. along with that, it's all good. That last point, especially uh, the Morgan Le Fay uh, legacy card, is probably the most sought after one, and it's also the most altered one that I've noticed. So as far as like the original mm -hmm. Morgan Le Fay super rare did not have two pri uh, two point costs on her dial now she does and yeah. they lowered her her point cost they also altered like one of her traits they added a new trait uh they did a bunch of like altering to that one specifically whereas the other ones got like some minor alterations but especially when it comes to point costs they didn't do a whole lot so whenever they drop a figure so like morgan was like what 130 something points and yeah, right they, around there. They gave her a hundred, or they gave her a hundred point value and a fifty point value, I believe, on the new legacy card. And whenever they do that, whenever they give a figure a fifty Ooh. point value as an option, it instantly becomes playable because a fifty point investment into a three hundred point game is one sixth your build. And so you can always fit like something that's not amazing, but does like one really solid thing for your team or a few really solid things for your team at that point value. And so mm -hmm. like 50 point Morgan Le Fay can now bring Avengers onto a Latveria theme team. She has perplex. She's got prob top dial. She still has that combat reflexes, energy shield deflection option, a um, bunch of different like stuff that she does top dial and for 50 points. And it's, pretty solid uh they did not do like the the 50 point line for zavin or she hulk i guess she hulk has a 75 point line but still like the 50 point is like the real the real oh, kicker yeah. where it's like the real like money area for like any figure is like 50 and lower because that can just fit on an mm -hmm. infinite number of teams for 50 points um but i did notice like day one of having the legacy cards uh, shown, we didn't know what all was going to be on there. And then once we had 
like the Scott Porter unboxings and we knew Morgan Le Fay, uh, Invisible Woman, Human Torch, all those like figures were going to be legacy cards. Every online retailer instantly sold out of those oh, figures. Yeah. It was instant. And now, yeah. yeah, this old super rare Morgan Le Fay that you used to be able to pick up for five to like eight bucks is now being sold for like 40. I've seen like right Did when really? it was released, like when we saw the oh. preview, people were asking 24. It was filling all day. You know, people would pay that. And then, yeah, just recently, people have been asking 40 and they're paying for it. I mean, it's crazy how yeah. these old figures are turning around in value like that. I mean, wow. so. But I think you'll see similar trends where the second you see those legacy cards, like those oh, old yeah, figures, yeah. they're getting bought up the second they're previewed. And I mean, and it's, it, it's gross. This but. is uh, to like to go further into like this whole discussion of uh, price points <laughs> and stuff. This is not something that's easy to get when you're a new player to the game. It's absolutely incredibly not. hard to kind of I mean, I'm I'm X amount of years into the game now and I still struggle with figuring out like which characters are going to be uh, the like sellout characters that everyone's going to want multiples of. And like, you know, yada, yada, um, because uh, on release day, stuff like Wendigo, Wendigo was only a rare. I mean, he's still only a rare. Mm-hmm. He's only a rare in the set, but the rares for the Colossals in X-Men Days of uh, or Dark Phoenix Saga and X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga, the rares were kind of like a super rare because that would be your one per brick. I think in uh, you got like one colossal rare in your brick. Uh, it was two rares and then one super rare for that set. For the for the colossals, so yeah, there's a good yep. chance that like Wendigo, and like just seeing that 15 point line, seeing everything that he did for that 15 point line, I think it like clicked in a lot of people's heads that like anything that's, I mean, this is you know pre uh, new rules, anything that was like a cheap, good keyword figure, like super cheap 15 points and lower, um anything that like just was like a filler and like also had a role that it could play was instantly like a good figure. Uh, mm-hmm. Wendigo, especially with the fact that he could heal past his like starting click and just go in like infinity and beyond kind of mode um, shot his price like way up once people started realizing. And like, so it's hard to see that kind of like effect later in like the line. So as a but, very uh, new player, I will say, oh, yeah. um, always sell as early as you can because that's when you're like pre-release and release day. That's always going to be the highest price point. And then buying like two weeks, three weeks, even like several months down the yeah, line. Most of, most of the time. Most of the time. Right. I mean, asterisk on that sell right away. Most right. of the time. Yeah. Because yeah. like. Any Parker, right? They're like, yeah, whatever. And then it's like, oh, man, robots are pretty legit. And then her price jacked up crazy high. Yeah. But, you know, uh, something that is focused on in this conversation is, like, the competitive viability of, like, figures rather than, I think, um, I guess, a like, a metric that isn't looked at as much. And that's just popularity of the character itself. I think uh, I had mentioned this already, but the super rare apocalypse from House of X. I don't think he's, like, a particularly amazing figure. I don't think he's bad. You know, he's not great. But then you factor in the fact that, well, we haven't seen Apocalypse in 10 years. Right. You know, this big, like, Apocalypse hasn't been made in forever. 
So then you see this massive shift in price. Like first week, I could I mean, I could have bought 20 or 30 of them for like 35, 40 bucks. And then a week after that, it's like you cannot find this guy on eBay at all. $70, $80, like no question. So it's like I feel uh, like lately I've been thinking it's like I think popularity of a character can drive a price like a price even more than competitive viability. I think yeah. Punisher War Machine is a good case of that as well, where almost instantly that figure was like, what, 130, 140? And then he just shot up insanely high when he was starting to make a competitive splash there for a second. I think so, you know, Old Man a, Phoenix is a good a example of that analyze. too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so there, there's another aspect. And so as far as like a new player that like, you know, hasn't, doesn't really have like a great competitive aspect or like collectible aspect mm-hmm. of the game. Um, it's hard to gauge like certain figures. So old man Phoenix is probably the first and only old man Phoenix we will ever get. So a lot of people that get one want to hold on to it. And since so many people are holding on to it, the price goes up for the people that are willing to sell. Um, it's not technically, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like a meta capable figure. No. By any stretch I mean, of like it, the imagination, it could be, right? Sure. I mean, I mean, anything can yeah. be uh, given the right circumstances. Same with that Prime Apocalypse. Um, he is specifically a horseman of the Apocalypse. Apocalypse with like you know he's got the trait for the four horsemen. He does a lot of stuff, and he's just very much like a iconic. Uh, especially if you like watch the '90s X-Men cartoon, he's like the oh, apocalypse yeah. that we didn't get for that set, and so he's very iconic. That's why people really want to hold on to that. He's also, you know, a super rare prime, so he's more rare than a super rare, arguably more rare than a chase. Um, and so people that really like the figure aren't going to sell it, and if they are going to mm-hmm. sell it, they're going to sell it for the price that they want. Um, mm-hmm. So that can drive a price. Meta capability is something that's harder to determine until you're really into the game and you can really, like, see, uh, like, you know, this figure, like, nobody would have put money that, uh, what was it, uh, Octopus Woman, <laughs> uh, Octopus Girl, uh, Doctor Octopus Lady, Lady Octopus. Pretty sure she's <laughs> Doctor Octopus or Lady Octopus. It's Lady Octopus. <laughs> nobody would have put money that that figure's worth anything. And I'd still say that, like, nobody would actually ever play that competitively, but its equipment's gotten used so often that when selling that figure with the equipment, you get, like, a inflated price because... If it didn't have that equipment, the price for it would be like bottom barrel super rare. It'd be you know like three dollars, oh, yeah, five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> like it'd be it'd be super cheap. But with the object, all of a sudden it has that added value, and it's hard to see that as a new player. Um, it's especially hard like if you're like looking over these dooms and you're trying to determine which one is the best. This is one of those like things where maybe you just hold on to it for a while because the ability to exactly switch between them. Seen like that really exactly changes the value i think um mm. the reason i was so excited to talk about this and i wish i could have been on earlier kind of like before the release so i could you know make some predictions on it but uh you know whatever oh it's all good to talk about it in post as well um to circle back to doom i think he just meets like everything on the checkbox for uh just being an ins- insanely expensive and why I think you should pick them up now rather than lately. This is an incredibly popular character who has not been made 
that much while he's been made four or five times in 10 years. Like, they lost the license to him. I mean, it's been a while. So people are ready to see him again. The rarity, obviously, and then the competitive use. He checks all those boxes 10 or 15 times. And this is every version of him. I think the only one I'm really not reaching to play is, like, Valeria. I just don't think she does a lot. I don't know. I'm right. not not huge on her. But Doesn't do a lot chase, that the other ones opinion, don't. You can just ignore her, I think, is the biggest issue. Like, you know, if mm-hmm. you attack her, you can get in some deep doo-doo. But uh, other than that, not seeing a whole lot there. But, yeah, if, uh, if you have the opportunity to get these Doom Chases for a reasonable price... Definitely consider it because, in my opinion, these are chases that are only going to go up in value. And I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they'll really mimic uh, the Spider-Man chases or even like the Hammer of Thor chases. Or not Hammer of Thor, excuse me, the Mighty Thor. Where all the ones that Mm. came with equipment, you know, uh, it was a select few, but they just went to these astronomical prices. I think Doom has the same potential because, yeah, once again, just checks off those boxes. All right. <laughs> Another box that's like really cool is uh, alternate versions of characters. For some reason, I mean, we've got a million Doctor Dooms now recently, mm-hmm. um, but these are all alternate versions. That this is pretty much one and done. We're not going to get another, you know, Savage Land Doom or a Doom Annihilating Conqueror or Sorcerer <laughs> or Supreme Doom. Like Darth Vader Doom, we won't see him. Or Darth again. Vader Doom. It's not going <laughs> to happen. Like this is. This is it. This is pretty much the only time we'll ever see these guys. Uh, and alternate versions of characters are are crazy expensive. So uh, Super Rare Prime, whatever, Punisher War Machine, right? And then obviously his price jumped up once people started playing him more competitively. But he was still like a hundred something dollar figure, you know, oh, yeah. set release. You know, uh, Captain Venom. No one plays a monster theme team anymore. It, it wasn't even that great in like, but still Captain Venom's like 120 bucks. It's just, yeah, you know, Venom version of Captain America. And it's it's fun casually, you know, and all that stuff. But for still, for some reason, even though, you know, I'm a Captain America fan, sure. But, like, the rest of those Venoms are also still popular characters. But he's still the only one that's over $100 right now. Because he does, like, cool, mm-hmm. neat stuff. And, you know, alternate versions of characters. How cool the sculpts are. Like, man, Sorcerer Supreme and Annihilating Conqueror have some dope sculpts. Oh, you know, I, I love the way some of these Doom sculpts look. So, you know, that helps out too. Or even just talking about uh, people wanted God Emperor Doom for a really long time. That's an that amazing, awesome alternate <laughs> version of Doom. And he wasn't an Ultra Chase. He wasn't whatever. He's just like a same chase as the rest of those. But because he was Doom, and even though he's not, you know, he's not as good as he could be, I was a little bummed about the dial and everything. Um, he still was selling for like 300, 250, like in that range, set mm-hmm. release because he's a popular character. It's an alternate version. People have wanted God Doom for so long, especially since we already got a Battle World set and he was absent from it. So, like, these are big factors. Alternate versions of characters are people love that stuff. Cause I mean, I love it. Everybody loves that stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's huge. It's huge for price. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, you know, the biggest takeaway is definitely just. It's so easy to get fixated on the dial and what the piece can do in-game and how crazy they're going to shift that. And while that can have, you know, a massive influence on the price of them, keeping in mind the other factors of them, like Calder's saying here, the alternate sculpts or alternate uh, costumes or versions, what have you, uh, yeah, a lot of things can play into it. And it's always something to consider. So the next time a new set drops, really think about the popularity of them. You know, how badly are people going to want to just keep this piece? 
uh, yeah. not for playability reasons, just you know to have. I'll say like, I would I'll say throw like in the majority uh, of the player base collectors. Uh, the Thanos Ultra <laughs> Chase, for example, not super competitive, like viable, um, but. He did two things. I he, tried to make him. Yeah. He's still, <laughs> I, I will still say he's like on that borderline where he's too good for casual by like a mile, but he's not quite competitive. Um, but uh, he fills two, two of like the things where he has an object that's, it's not just an object. It's also an ultra chase object, which is the first and only one we've had so far. Uh, and then he's mm-hmm. also like an iconic character. Like he, the ABPI set dropped almost in tandem with uh, Avengers Endgame. I can't remember exactly where it fell, but it was right around the same time that like that was fresh in people's minds. Oh, and uh, it was like four months. It was four months after, but okay, Simeon, oh, sure, yeah. Simeon, whatever you Things say. Things aren't Simeon. fresh in people's I mean, minds four it months was after. The end of the Marvel sure. era. Sure, sure. Was people it people was. have already yeah, forgotten fair. about that Star Trek movie that came out in the seventies? So. Uh, no, but <laughs> what I'm saying yeah. is like, uh, Thanos has like only been clicked a handful of times in the last 10 years. And so the, the popularity yeah. of the character, especially like driven by like the movies and stuff building up to him, having a character, having a version of him that was like actually really playable and then making him an ultra chase and an object definitely made him like one of the most sought after ultra chases we've had in a while. And I think oh, he's yeah. still, I mean, granted several of them have rotated right around 160 for him. I mean, I, 170 yeah. maybe right around yeah, there. I'd say he's still like uh rocking like a high cost to pick up. So, um, that's, that's an offshoot. Clearly if you get an ultra chase, it's going to be more expensive than the regular ones. But I mean, if you had sold uh, the Thanos Ultra Chase day one, probably got like two hundred bucks. If you waited a little oh, bit, no. you might have got no, a little day bit more. One, day one Ultra Chase Thanos was going. I saw people oh, flinging no. him for three fifty, four hundred. It was four hundred, five hundred something. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, who oh. was it that? Uh, was it Devin who pulled two on release day? Some real, some real scumbag pulled two in one night. Could you imagine? That? <laughs> yeah, there was one in front <laughs> of me pulled, kidding, and then Devin. one behind no, me pulled. You. I was sandwiched between the two pulls. <laughs> oh my! That's why I've repressed the memory. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess yeah. It. I mean, but he still is like he's held value over like the last two years. So it's not like. Uh, a figure that you would have lost a ton of money on by not selling right away. Uh, whereas like Peggy Carter instantly, like what is she at now? Like 60 bucks? Like nobody wanted Probably Peggy right around Carter like, after the first couple weeks. I'd put her 70 to 100 right around there. But yeah, like, and you know, White Rabbit too, the first Ultra Chase. Like I remember when she was revealed, everyone was just like, okay, well, uh, at least I don't have to go after this. You know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know who White Rabbit was yeah. to be honest. So, <laughs> well it's a it's a figure yeah. that you have to chase because that was a pretty uh, a bad rabbit. like i get it chasing the <laughs> rabbit or something yeah 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 but man was that just a terrible pick of all like the ultimate versions of justice league members mm-hmm. or something that you could have done you yeah you chose just some white rabbit chick uh but all right i think that wraps up uh this pretty well i'm glad we had you on ian to talk about it and Definitely try to get our schedules worked uh, out a bit better. Kind of we can get you on too. again. I, uh, ended up having to work that uh, night, so 
it just is what it is. So, yeah. So, but I think it'd be a pretty cool reoccurring segment, especially if people like it, get you on before a set release, sort of talk about what to keep their eye out for, what they unbox and everything. So I think it could be really fun. Hard on the Doom chases, but you know, I would love to throw out predictions and what figures I think will hold long-term value. I think it'd be fun. So yeah. A little, uh, yeah, a little r slash hero clicks bets every every couple of months <laughs> there you here. Go. All right. time. Uh, but all right, guys, it is time for the game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. I mean, it swept the nation. The nation's pretty clean uh, as far as this game goes. <laughs> We're going to play a little bit of Bad Samaritan. I have chosen uh, three modern age figures and Simeon and Ian. We're going to work sort of as a team to guess who they are. So it'll be one figure at a time. They will get one clue about a figure and then they will get to make their guess based on that clue. Uh, there will be three rounds where they each get another clue. And then if they can't guess the figure at the end of those three rounds, I will get a point. Uh, if either Simeon or Ian get it, uh, they will individually get a point. And obviously, I choose three figures. There are three of us. So there is potential for a tie. If we do get a tie, I will have an object uh, that they will have to try and guess. All of these are modern age. Fantastic Four has not been out for a week just yet. So it will not be modern age yet. So it is going to be Batman the Animated Series 2 House of X Simeon. Oh, and if you want to, uh, after I give the clue, you can go ahead, pause, make your own guess uh, before you hear uh, Simeon and Ian's guessing and discussion. Maybe that won't influence you so much, but... Anyway, Simeon, hopefully that gave you enough time to pull up a random number generator, 1 through 20, and I'm ready for the first clue, if you are. All right. The first clue is going to be number 10. Ooh. Number 10 is when I realize I lie, and I haven't pulled up my bad. Name of special power. This character's special power is going to be a speed power, and it the name is Mercenary Assassin. Oh, that's got to be... Mm. Are there any modern Deadpools? Yeah, there, there's one in XDPS, but I think this is a, a Deadpool counterpart, uh, Deathstroke, specifically the, the super rare from uh, the animated series <laughs> where he's he's got like the, the flashy effect, or not Oh animated, yeah, the lightning the rebirth, behind him. Rebirth with the, the flash okay. effect. That's my guess, Deathstroke. Okay. Well, Deathstroke will cover all the Deathstrokes, so don't don't be too worried about it. But specifically that Deathstroke. Specifically, you're going for the Flash <laughs> Deathstroke, it would seem. Can all I right. pick the same answer as him? Because I'm like pretty. You can I can assassin. give you I can give you guys a half point if that's the way you want to do things. Hmm, <laughs> that's no fun. Exactly. Right. I'll, I'll guess Superman then. <laughs> that <laughs> deadly mercenary has Superman. Superman. Yeah, it's like the Russian version of him or something, maybe. No. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm going to need another clue because, believe it or not, Simeon is wrong despite wanting to split points, which is funny Then you mentioned Russian, Russian Superman. Anyways, uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so we're going to need a round two, a clue number two, Dang, Simeon. I thought you were on the money there, Simeon. My bad. I, yeah. Speed power called uh, Deadly Assassin or something like that. Uh, mercenary assassin, excuse you. Oh, that's where I got it wrong. Mercenary. See, Slade Wilson is not paid. Wade Wilson gets paid. So, 
Uh, clue two is number nine. Ooh, number nine is going to be top dial stats. This character has seven speed, 11 attack, 17 defense, and one damage. Oh, geez. 7, 11, 17, 1. That's real slow. Um, that's definitely not the, the, the uh, hypersonic death stroke then. <laughs> I don't know. Seven, I'm still convinced. Seven speed. That's <laughs> like maybe Calder lied. Just get guess Deathstroke again. He's like, All right, you guys. Now uh, you're okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Seven, eleven, seventeen, one. It's a weird stat line. Yeah, the one mm. makes me think um, like a generic with blades or like somebody with blades. I'm clearly... thinking like my control in cap kind of esque piece i mean that could be too but it's yeah it's clearly not someone that's just n- punching on their own yeah 7 11 17 1 hmm and they're in a mercenary assassin oh gosh i i have i actually have no clue <laughs> hmm. i'll throw out Oh, At wait. this time, I'd like to remind everybody. One of like the the Spider Man people, the alt, not alter egos, whatever they're called. The um, the sidekicks or secret identities. Secret identity. Thank you. That's that sounds like a secret identity stat line. Like a Flash Thompson or something. Um, all those sidekicks in the Spider Man. Gosh. Uh, Oh, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with know. Taskmaster. Like, is like Eddie Brock. You going with Taskmaster? Simeon, is that locked in? Yeah, he's an assassin. I figure he might he might do something assassiny. Hmm. Gosh, uh, I really don't uh, have an answer for this. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'll just I'll I'll say Eddie Brock. I know that's wrong. <laughs> okay, going with Eddie Brock and Taskmaster. It is going to be the third and final clue for this figure because neither of those are right. All right, Ooh, I'm getting close. I'm getting third close to my clue. first point. I almost feel it. It's clue number one. Ooh, clue number one is going to be significant appearance. This character's significant appearance was Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, number 11, 1989. Don't look that up. Just think about it. Oh, my favorite. Um, Well, this gets rid of my other guess, which was going to be Deadpool Duck, because I feel like Mm. he he definitely appeared before 1989. That was like a 83 or 4 kind of thing. Also gets rid of my my Triple H guess. Triple H is an assassin, of course. <laughs> um, his significant appearance is true. Not in Sorcerer Supreme or whatever Calder said. Uh, I seriously, yeah, I like the stat line has destroyed me. I don't, I don't know anybody who starts with that. Yeah, I don't want to say so. Like I, the what was the comic that he appeared in? It was Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, number 11, 1989. 
and I just hear the tapping of a keyboard. <laughs> so, well, that would lead me to believe yeah. <laughs> it's like some sort of like Baron Mordo. like a typewriter. Hey, come on. I'm working with what I got here, Colby. Baron Mordo or uh, like Dr. Doom or something like that. But none of them would have an 11 for one. And they wouldn't be like a hired flunky, like a mercenary person. So none of those really make sense for me. Um, I feel like that's Is a red the, there's herring. There's like a. There, what's the name of uh, what's like Red Skull's real name? There's a character, and I think it's ABPI, who has like seven, eleven, seventeen with like Mastermind. Was it Alexander Lucan? Is that uh, that wasn't that was the Captain America something or other? I um Baron. I'll go with no, that. I That's what I will guess. Alexander Lucan. Okay, we'll go with that. Going for Alexander <laughs> Lucan. Alexander. Thank you, thank you, Simeon. <laughs> Don't thank me yet. I'm a hundred percent sure that's wrong. Um, no, it's right. It's correct. It's correct. <laughs> Let's see. I have no clue. I am. I'm done on this one. <sighs> I feel like Electra could be both an like a paid mercenary assassin and appear in a no, Doctor Strange right. thing. But Strange is trying to figure out. So, well, like, this figure, why don't you go ahead and head on over to the Dialect Hero Clicks YouTube channel and go ahead and hit subscribe right there. Go ahead and like our latest video. It'll be a big, uh, big help. Really appreciate it, guys. I'm trying to uh, think comment of... if you ever want to review this podcast. You still on iTunes? She means shut up. Just think, bro. Anyways, who, if you ever want to review this you podcast, pay? you can still on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify. Be great. It would be great. So uh, it really helps the podcast grow. Gets it in more people's newsfeed if they just like type in Hero Clicks, whatever, to find a podcast. So if you enjoy it, you think other people would enjoy it. Go ahead and leave leave a review. Five stars or nothing, though. Sorry, guys. It's sort of the way it be. It's kind of how the algorithm works on those things. So that, that's a big help. But thank you guys so much for listening, Simeon. Now you have to give me an answer in the next ten seconds. Otherwise, you're fired. I'm just trying to think who would you pay that has one damage and is a hired mercenary or assassin. I'm going to I'm going to go with Assassin's Guild. I'm almost positive Assassin's they have that, that's not They have right. like 10 attacks, but <laughs> I don't even think they have a special speed power, but I can't think of anything else. So All right. What is it? Alexander Lucan, Assassin's Guild. Uh, those are wrong. You're correct when you ask, like, what's it going to be? It's, it's neither of those. Uh, it is none other than Jason Masondale uh, from Spider-Man and Venom. Oh, so Absolute he's a secret identity, right? You were getting, yeah, he is a secret identity. He turns oh into Demogoblin, Hobgoblin, or the Jack-O-Lantern. Uh. But his significant appearance is Doctor Strange. Is Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah, I can't believe oh, I was so freaking close. I can't believe I, the that fact you that comics on the back, Mason Dale. <laughs> How could you? The comic <laughs> on the back is actually Hobgoblin revealed, but it's in an issue of the Amazing Spider-Man for whatever reason. But the the significant appearance is yeah, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, number eleven. It's so weird. Super uh, famous comic character, Jason Masondale. He was—I remember him from Superior Spider-Man. I—that—that's—that's that's about it. I don't know. Not too familiar. Yeah. Uh, but all right, so I'll get a point. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to figure number two, though. All right, first clue, figure Simeon. number two. Yeah, clue. It's clue number eight. Uh, clue number eight is going to be improved movement or targeting. 
wow guys i really hate to do this to you but this character does not have any i honestly i thought i got rid of that clue and like changed it with something else but oh. i guess not it's still there all right simeon it's got to be that rebirth death stroke <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's. I'm already. Sold. I'm actually pretty sure most modern death strokes have some form of improved movement. Uh, maybe not all of them, but I know like. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's I know the like the common one definitely did. Um, no improved so movement no improved or targeting. Movement. Um, I'll just guess Micron because I like him, and he doesn't have anything. Improved. All right. Alright, yeah, yeah. I'll double down on uh, Taskmaster, who typically gets improved <laughs> nice. movement. Oh, not okay. Always. Uh, it is not going to be Micron. It is not going to be Taskmaster. <laughs> but it will be clue number two, Simeon. Second clue. It's going to be number 14. Uh, number 14 is going to be opening attack power. This character has a special attack power, which gives him... Blades, Claws, Fangs, but for range actions instead of close actions, only if targeting a single character. Blades oh, for range. Um, it's, um... God. Uh, is it, it's Rescue. Rescue from... What is that? Is that ABPI or Captain America and the Avengers? I'm pretty sure it's Rescue, though. I think ABPI... Okay, locking in with Rescue. have a Rescue... Um, she had like the once per game. Yeah, blades you could thing, roll blades. I'm sure. uh, a character that I for sure know like has this power, but is definitely not modern, is Gladiator from Avengers Defenders War. Oh yeah, the disc throwing dude. Yeah, right. But he's not modern, so I'm trying to think of somebody similar to him. Um, we didn't get like a whirlwind anytime recently. Uh, blades for range, but only to target one character. Is Old Man Wolverine able to do that? Is any Wolverine able to do that? <laughs> Just shoot blades out of their fist instead of a... Uh... You know, he shoots his claws. That's my favorite Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> eject, a, eject a claw. All right, Wolverine. So what do you got, man? Um... Man, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, he'd be way more Probably. interesting if he was able to do anything <laughs> of that sort. Uh, I'm going to go Captain America set. Um, did I already guess Taskmaster? I'll go. I'll go with. You uh, did already guess Taskmaster. That is correct. <laughs> I'll go with like Mandarin or something. Uh, yeah, Mandarin. I have no okay. idea. Okay. The Mandarin and Rescue. It is going to be neither of those. What? So we're going to second figure clue number three. All right. Clue three is going to be clue number 11. Uh, clue number 11 is name of trait. And I really hate to do this to you guys, uh, but this character does not have any traits. Okay, so we're back Ooh, to the drawing board for ranged blades. That's people. rough. Um, honestly, you have really only one clue for this figure, so I'll let you roll again, uh, because that's rough. We've got some only non-clues. Knowing one, really, you only know one thing. 
Yeah, we've got have some non no improved movement, no traits. Wow, yeah. but they can shoot yeah. lady blades yeah. out. Um, <laughs> How I like all my figures. The the reroll for that clue is seven. So we'll, seven we'll trade seven uh, for generic keyword. Uh, this character is a soldier, so there you go. So he's got like a bayonet esque attachment on his weapon <laughs> that he loads into his yeah. something. The lower barrel of his assault rifle is a bayonet that shoots out. <laughs> Deals it's blade just damage. really a harpoon gun <laughs> hooked onto the gun. Oh man! Uh, um, well, we dude, can. I have no idea. We can also kind of negate most super rares and chases since they would have uh, traits almost all the time. Uh, so we're looking at like a rare or lower, in my opinion. Um, I agree. That kind of shoots blades. No improved movement. Who, who the hell does this? Oh, <laughs> right. I. What monster would do this? Yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe that was a clue. Hold up. He did say, "What monster?" <laughs> oh my god. Does Billy Batson have improved movement? No, he does not. It's got At least be, I don't think it's a, it's a ranged paper cut is what's going on. Does Billy Batson shoot knives? But maybe. Man, you go Tony Tiger. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I, I just have no clue. It's gonna be somebody that I've heard of like maybe once or twice. So I'm gonna guess uh, Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops locked in with Cyclops. That's that's a pretty cool guess. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna guess Wolverine just to go with the X Men theme. Yeah, X Men. It is sadly gonna be neither of those. This is none other than Justice League Unlimited zero thirteen. Jonah Hex. Oh, oh, who could have forgotten about him? That actually makes oh it makes some sense now. The Still attack power was six shooter. Would you ever remember that character though? Like, who's reaching for Jonah Hex? Hey, there's some Jonah Hex fans out there. <laughs> so you might get offended. It's less oh, about sorry, him. Jonah Hex fans. It's less about him dealing blades, <laughs> and more about him like emptying one to six shots out of his gun. <laughs> and so that makes. A lot more sense to me now that I think about it that way, but the fact that it's like red as blades claws at range really uh, threw me for a loop. Yeah, it put me in a situation where I was led to believe there was a a barrel attachment below the gun that shot knives. <laughs> a blunderbuss, <laughs> if you will, filled with knives. <laughs> it seems like what we had here was a well, failure always... to communicate. <laughs> that would be oh gosh goodness uh anyways it's gonna be figure number three now i'm gonna need the first clue for this i can almost that dust is piling it up and boy oh boy am i getting ready to sweep it so let's see if we can send her home ladies and gents all right you said america one. was clean earlier <laughs> yeah that is true i was that gonna point true. that out too <laughs> <laughs> can't sweep well, what's already cleaned it. 
Give me the clue. <laughs> clue number four. And now they're all mixed up. Sorry, Calder. Go ahead. Uh, it's going to be uh, Clicks of Life. This character uh, is six clicks long. So they their their first KO click is on click number seven. So like the most average length for a normal hero. Yes. Yes. I mean, maybe sl- slightly above average, I'll say, because I think five is like the true average dial length in modern. Um, six clicks. Six clicks alive, huh? I'll pick Nightcrawler. I'm gonna go with playing him. Uh, I'm gonna go ago, with like so. a shot in the dark. Figure most people crawling. haven't heard of. Um, kind of like one of those. Calder might have picked it because it's kind of out there. I'm going to go with Taskmaster. <laughs> Shocking. Locked in with Nightcrawler and Taskmaster. It is going to be uh, neither of those. <laughs> Simeon is Owen Brewery on his Taskmaster guesses. I'll get him one of these days. Uh, second Jeez. clue is number 17. Uh, 17 is a free play, so you can choose anything you want to know about this figure. Uh, let me just go ahead and read all your options. You have significant appearance, point value, set, number of clicks, rarity, and set number, named keyword, generic keyword, improved movement or targeting, top dial stats, name of a special power, name of trait, any special combat symbols, opening movement, attack, defense, and damage. Which one of those sound good to you? And I can read them off again if you need me to. Simeon. I think we go for the biggest dead giveaway and we ask how many targets the character has. <laughs> no, it's got to be improved movement. Improved hindering <laughs> will narrow it down. Actually, I think it used to be a clue. I think I got rid of something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So can we pick set it's from? Yeah, we can do choose set. sets. Yeah. That'll narrow it down, not only universe, but also. Uh, like half the figures in the set sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Let's do let's do set. Uh, the set is Fantastic Four. Ooh. Six clicks of life, Fantastic Four. Mm. And it's the top dial of uh, top any dial. figure that would yeah. So it'd be six clicks total. Yes, it's always for whatever top their top dial, dial is. Um, Highest point value. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Highest point value. Uh, Good job, Six clicks from the Fantastic Four set. This is where I, I want to go with like Black Leopard, the Prime. But then it's actually Black Panther, and I I just pick the wrong figure. <laughs> uh, hmm. Six click figures in that set. I feel like the the frightful. Isn't four... most of the Fantastic Four six clicks? Uh, no, kind of. Yeah, I mean, when you say Fantastic Four, do you mean keyword or do you mean like the original Fantastic Four? Because the the oh sorry, yeah, the original Fantastic Four. It depends well, on because they have like kind that. of like a rookie, experienced veteran dial thing going on because they resculpted the the main four three times in the set at least. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it depends on, I mean, if you name one and you'll get all of them, but yeah, it's too easy. Calder wants, wants us to guess those. <laughs> it's obvious. I think, I think frightful four is a good, uh, a good 
start, I guess. I'll uh, I'll say with that being said, I'll say I'll, I'll take Living Laser. Oh, I was gonna take Living Laser. Okay, locked in for Living the coolest, laser. coolest of the Frightful Four for sure. I will take uh, Sand. No, wait, Wizard wasn't. Uh, was his name the Wizard or it was either yeah, the, the Wizard w- or it was wizard. the Wizard, Wingless Wizard. Uh, I'll take a Wizard. I'll tell you, there is no A wizard, uh, but you can choose between uh, wizard, wingless wizard, or uh, the wizard. That's what you want to do. <laughs> oh, Why do geez. they have to clarify wingless wizard? I'll go with Sandman. What wizard has wings? <laughs> <laughs> it's too many options. I, I'm going to go so... with Sandman. There is only, <laughs> there's only one Sandman. Right. Locked, in, locked in with Living Laser and Sandman. It is going to be... Neither of those. Uh, your third and final clue awaits you, gentlemen. Mm. All right. That was for <laughs> Third clue is going to well, be... Well, really, though, what? <laughs> uh, he's wingless because uh, he flies without, like, actual, like, bird wing apparatus. So does every other wizard, though. <laughs> no but he was very, he was very proud of that achievement back in the day. So he got that <laughs> moniker back in like the seventies or something. So he was like, oh, "Yeah, okay. you see those planes and to be jets." Fair, he's not even a real wizard. That's true. <laughs> so he, he should have been just being not only wingless wizard. He should have been like wingless, magicless kind <laughs> of a wizard. That should have been his yeah, full I, moniker. The yeah, wingless, on, magicless wizard. Whitman, all right. Yeah. All right. Final clue. <laughs> it's clue number twelve. <laughs> Uh, clue number 12 is going to be any special combat symbols this character is indomitable oh incredible you're welcome (laughs) six clicks deep six clicks and from fantastic Fantastic four Four. indomitable i don't think any of the you know what wow actually uh the wizard, aka uh, Bentley Whitman, here is actually a talented escape artist and stage magician, uh, master of disguise, genius level intellect, the use of gravity discs, electrical blasts via power gloves, uh, mind control via helmet. Uh, although Wikipedia does not tell me how he flies without wings, so What's I guess that really is a mystery discs. to everybody. Which is truly, I'll tell you what it is. He, he doesn't really That's fly. Oh, I guess that would be the gravity. Yeah, that would he make floats. Sense. Anti-gravity well. discs. Yeah. Oh, this explains so much. Bentley twenty three is a adolescent clone of the wizard. Wow, look at that. Yeah. You're, the wizard made a clone you. of himself as a child. Yeah, That's why he's a little prick. When sure. the Fantastic Four beat up the wizard and sent him to jail, they were like, I guess we'll adopt your clone and put him in our weird child army scientist force. <laughs> I guess. Look at this. At first, he was a highly introverted child who then became more outgoing. I'm so proud of Bentley, but he still looks like a little prick. Um, he did grow up to become a supervillain, but look at him. He, he got over his introvertedness. Look at that. How cute is that? Oh, except never mind. He actually openly worships uh, Mephisto. That's kind of weird. Um, that's not the kid I want at my dinner party, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, Indomitable. <laughs> Six clicks of life. Fantastic four set. Uh, last... In- can we guess. get one more clue? Does he have wings or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all all special Does character have wings. Just be honest. <laughs> Just be honest, you son of a gun. This character got wings or not? I will say this. This character does not have wings. So that okay, okay. I guess that takes away 
I guess if you guys are thinking Frightful 4 for this, that takes away one whole Frightful 4 member, a.k.a. Dragon Man, I guess, is the only one with wings, right? Jeez. All right, all right. I'm for other characters in the Fantastic Four set, I don't even know who else would even have this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if you hear any erasing... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with my, my original first uh, idea when we heard Fantastic Four, and that's Black Leopard. Turn it to me. I'll take... Uh, oh, okay. Venom. Go for Black Leopard. Venom. Okay, yeah, so... Because he had some Fantastic Four shenanigans. I think he's like six or seven clicks. YOLO. It is going to be locked in, first of all, with Black Leopard locked in with Venom. And Simeon knows Black Leopard doesn't have Indom, so I don't even know why he guessed that, honestly. It's very weird. Does very strange not? to me. Um, actually, he does have Indom. No, he does have Indom. I was, I was like, just I, trying to make you second I'm guess yourself. Sure I was going to see if we get you to change your answer again. How I got you to change from uh, Wizard. <laughs> well, well, you gave me too many options. Time. I had to bail completely on Wizard. Uh, I don't know. I uh, heard his mouth a bit there. What do you mean mouse click? What are you talking about? What are you accusing me of? <laughs> no, I, I think, have these no, cards. I'm saying I think Simeon might be. I have the cards said, right in front of me. Yeah, I know you said these cards are right in front of me. Black Leopard might not have Indom, and then you instantly heard what? Click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I think he's had uh, a page up the whole time. <laughs> hang on, uh, hang on. Black but Leopard. It is not. It is not going to be Black Leopard. It is not going to be Black Leopard. It is. <laughs> It's not going to be better. <laughs> it is actually Frightful 4 member. And I can't believe you guys let me get away with this. Thundra. Although it is not the wizard. Oh. It is Thundra. Get away with wow. Thundra. <laughs> get away with Thundra. I absolutely never would have guessed Thundra. Man, so. that have funny. Had you would said it was wizard, great if I, I just peer pressed it, I would have laughed so hard. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> that is going to be all three points for your boy, your sexy ranch hand, Calderness, uh, sweeping the nation, sweeping the game this week. Wow. I'm looking up Black Leopard right now. Did you it know they have see. spots? Some of them have He spots. does have it. He's got OG. Oh, no, I didn't type in Fantastic Four. It's just Black Leopard. All right. Ooh. There's a, there's a baby one. Move in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move into the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Uh, really quick, we did get some community questions. Uh, some on Discord, and Malcolm, during the recording of the show, sent us in some questions. But really quickly, I'm going to do the Jedi Legend Hero Clicks tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Didn't pull that super rare you wanted. Got no trades. Don't want to play the hyper inflated prices on the secondary market. Take a cheaper sculpt and make your own dials and cards. And then he links to his AVPI uh, gem. Honestly, this tip can just be like, hey, don't own that thing. Just play HeroClix tournaments where you don't have to own that thing online because that's all we're playing anyways. So yeah, don't really. I honestly don't even feel too bad about not owning these dooms because I'm gonna sell every single one I get. Honestly, um, sell because, them to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you need a Lord Doom. Yeah. Are you still looking for a Lord Doom, or you get on that one? That was actually the first one I picked up. So no. Okay. Well, there you go. So I guess I gotta sell my <laughs> some other guy. All right. Uh, but I'll keep you in mind when my other case comes. But yeah, nice. honestly, guys, make customs if you want to. You can just like you know find some good pictures of cards, print them off, be like, hey, look, I'm playing this thing. You know. If 
friend games allow that your venue won't and obviously this won't work in any tournaments if those start happening but there are a lot of tournaments online and i know simeon's tournament uh adam's tournament that's coming up with clicks in it doesn't allow you to own it so yeah i'm playing with these dooms because there's no way i'm going to be spending money for them i i like them i like them a lot um but i just like money more so very fair yeah uh next up we do have some questions so on the discord uh, I do believe it was Luke, Luke, Luke uh, said, we were talking about some scenario cards on the Discord, guys. And if you want to join the Discord and you want to join the uh, the fun conversations we have, go ahead and join the Patreon. Uh, any tier gets you Discord access. Any tier gets you entered into monthly giveaways. Uh, this month, I'm going to probably give away just a bunch of stuff from Future Foundation because I don't want any of it. Uh, I, I'm kidding. I want a lot of it. I don't. I want to make some money off of it, though. You know what I mean? Anyways. So check out the Patreon for there. The question is, um, we were talking about if scenario cards came in boosters and stuff. So go ahead and name, would you, number one, would you want scenario cards? Like, do you want more of them? Do you want more than just the in a starter set type of deal? And would you want them appearing in boosters? Would you, how would you want them to do that? And the second question that was kind of by Tiemu was, what scenario cards would you want to see? He said one Marvel one and then try to do one from something else. It's so easy to do Marvel. It feels like we get the most of that. Uh, but try to think of a DC one, uh, WWE one, whatever, TMNT, <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, so yeah, try to think of some scenario cards. Personally, uh, I would love it if they did uh, scenario cards and boosters, but it should be like one in every single booster and they should be crazy common. They should be the opposite of team up cards. They should have like the cheapest rarity ever because let's be real. Uh, the casual side of hero clicks is what really keeps this game alive. Collectors and everything. People that do tabletop like home games. So I think WizKids should lean into that more. And I think scenario cards is perfect for it. Um, Cause you know, when you get like a cosmic clash starter, it's like, yeah, it's cool. But I also want to play all the new sidekicks and stuff. But I guess I just I can play Silver Surfer and Doctor Doom and some thugs or whatever. You know, I want to see cards for like the entire set. Like when they would do it um, for Fear Itself, it mentioned, hey, get a Juggernaut, get specifically the Kurth Juggernaut or any Juggernaut, whatever. And then that's how you would run the scenario. So I like those scenarios a lot. And I would love to see scenario cards all over the place. Simeon, Ian. Uh, I think I'm definitely in agreement with you on that. I think it'd be a, a good addition to the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm. But I'm not sure, um, yeah, like, where do you implement that? I think if you put them in booster packs, people might get bored of them pretty easily. I mean, how many are you really going to put into one set? I'm not sure there. I think uh, kind of in a starter set or, you know, something along the lines of that, maybe like an OP kit kind of deal might be the way to go about it. But yeah, I think you're right in that it would keep the casual audience entertained, and I think that is the majority of HeroClix players, so I'm all for it. <clears throat> I think, uh, I don't know, if I got to pick one personally, I think like a Blackest Knight would be cool, where like maybe like characters killed come back as like Black Lantern animates or something like that. Okay, yeah. nice. I'm all for uh, like the Battlegrounds, the starters always having, I think those going forward should just always have a couple of scenario cards 
So if I'm a new player and I pick up this starter set that like everyone pointed me towards and said like, this will give you figures and dice and like whatever like you need to start playing. And then I've got some of these scenarios that I can run through and they can make them, you know, progressively more like intrinsic. So it can be like for this scenario, like all like disregard all powers on dial and like, you know, like this is what happens, like, you know. Uh, like the Yancey Street Gang is picking on the thing's girlfriend, and like he's mad. So like you have to beat up like three Yancey Street Gang members, and so like you have to go through like the like take action, move, take an action to punch. Uh, next turn, clear Yancey Street Gang like moves up and like attacks you, and then like you you know you get another turn after that to like punch the one next to you, and then move and get like the third guy, and that's like the end of the scenario. So. Uh, be like a great like tutorial kind of level for yep. like to I like take that into a video game kind of setting, um, which is what scenario cards are. They're like a like single player campaign kind of thing compared to like the multiplayer that is what most hero clicks is. And I really like that aspect. They can make like some of the scenarios are actually really good and really fun to play with like a friend or two. Um, Sometimes, like, you can just play them by yourself, and they're not too bad. Uh, typically, I mean, Heroclix is, like, a, a tabletop, like, game that you need to play with at least one other person, in my opinion, to have, like, a really good time. Because half the fun is having, like, a conversation and uh, just, like, joking around about, like, the figures and stuff as you play. Because um, it's always, like, hilarious when, you know, like, your tiny little uh, whoever beats up on like the hulk or whatever um so that's like half the fun for me but yeah having scenario cards in like the very starter that a person would start the game with is a good idea i think if they threw a couple in like a fast forces or in like a dyson token pack that'd be okay as well um putting them in boosters seems kind of strange because then there's a blind there's like a blind element to which scenario like you get. And, uh, if you're somebody that buys a lot of boosters, like you want to get like a whole set, you probably don't necessarily need an entire set of like the, uh, scenario cards. Um, and also, I mean, scenario cards, would be like the, the most easy thing to print and play ever implemented in the game. So honestly, they could just for each set drop like a scenario, or two, like with like the the set release on their uh, their PDF like list of like rules and uh, the PAC and stuff. But yeah, I think any way they go about it, I'm okay with more scenario cards in any aspect. Um, putting them in boosters is kind of weird. It's not like the worst thing. I mean, we ha- we've had team up cards in boosters, so it's not like an extra card in your pack would be weird or bad. Uh, but it would limit like the the casual player from getting all of them probably. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I would agree fair. with that. I think the randomness of it. I think, I think maybe tired of seeing them too. Hmm. Yeah, you know, after kind of like Crichton revival, you pull a million of them. House of X, you're like, geez, whatever. Yeah. Your 12th Krakoan revival for your, like, uncommon. They all did literally the same thing, so that was just like, ugh, okay, I get it. Um, Maybe, like, specifically, play-at-home kits would be perfect for it. Like, if you make a play-at-home kit for the set, right, it's a map, 
just throw in whatever 10 scenario cards for that set in a play yeah. at home kit. I think that would probably be throw the best place a for a handful of like older after like hearing what you guys were saying. I think yeah, sure. That'd be cool. I know fear itself did something kind of like that. And that was, yeah, uh, fear itself. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was good. You know, testing the waters there. I liked all the pogs that came. Mm -hmm. in. Absolutely. They were quite poggers. I would agree. They were good. <laughs> Uh, geez, yeah, can we get a uh, think... in the chat, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's not very gamer of you to not leave a poggers in chat. Poggers in the chat. <laughs> oh, geez, hero click. Um, but yeah, I hero click podcast. I... Jeez, <laughs> top tech. There we go. Um, I think my my like top Marvel whatever scenarios I would like to see. Uh, obviously, big Captain America guy. Superior Strategium was a six issue. Uh, event that was in the 1980s like captain america run as well as uh cap wolf would be a really fun scenario and then earth x so like i specifically bought all these earth x pieces because i wanted to recreate earth x because i really like that storyline and we have a ton of like the figures for a lot of the main story beats in it uh so like that would be really cool i'm still holding out for a colossal uh absorbing man that's absorbing all of new york city that'd be pretty sick uh probably never gonna happen to be great uh for dc I can only think of one because like this is the only storyline I've really, really liked in DC that I went out and like bought a ton of the figures specifically for it. And that would be Forever Evil. So like Lex Luthor, Black Adam, Black Manta, um, Sinestro, it's a couple other like villains, Bizarro are all on a team because the Justice League is like wasted somewhere or whatever. They just are useless right now and they have to go beat the crime syndicate. And that's a really good storyline. Really enjoy that. So Forever Evil would be great. And then WWE. Uh, Hell in a Cell scenario, or like a casket match scenario, where you got to bury your opponent, would be pretty cool. I'd really dig a casket match scenario; would be pretty fun. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a ton think, of uh, scenarios available for WWE. Every single type of match oh, could oh. easily be a scenario. If we could, if we could get a Rey Mysterio ladder match for the custody of Dominic Mysterio, and you have to play Rey and Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I just, I want it so bad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of directions these could go to kind of do the complete opposite of that. I think solving like a case as Batman, like a scenario ooh. like that, you know, I'm not sure the exact storyline, but, you know, maybe they incorporate elements of the game Clue and you. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I mean, you like you have to go Gosh. and like pick up Somebody certain like objects. That, I hate Clue so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get object cards and character cards and you shuffle them and you put them in a little envelope and you're guessing. You, you could easily play Clue with Hero Clicks. Oh, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was Mr. Fantastic with the spin ring in yeah. the freaking whatever. <laughs> the only <laughs> difference is uh, oh my God. in Clue, you have to roll to see how like, many squares you move. In Hero Clicks, you'd just be like, I'm playing like That's the Flash, KC Flash with this scenario. He's gonna hypersonic and get the seven flat. clues. <laughs> Instantly solve the case. Um, you get clues moving. Is that how you think clue works, Simeon? You just no, have to go to a different to, room. Yeah, you, you move to different rooms, but you have to roll to move into different rooms. <laughs> yeah, fa phasing is clues for moving clue. to a room. No, but in hero clicks, if we were doing it as like objects, I. But you can still only go to one room in one turn, Simeon. No, that's how the game works. No. He's yes, in two cities at working. once. He's Casey okay, Flash. Fine. He's in all the rooms fine. all the time. <laughs> 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 
No, you move into one room and then you sidestep into another. It's yeah. Simple. Oh, actually, then yeah, that would work. Yeah, you move, yeah, pick up work. one clue, then you sidestep, pick up another clue, <laughs> and then I'll spin ring myself to the next room. <laughs> oh man, here it looks to be broken clue, dude. Oh no, he moves to one room. Free the meta cloud clue hero clicks game. The meta build for clue hero clicks. Spin <laughs> ring, sidestep, hypersonic. <laughs> And then pretty much mm. every time, everyone just loses to that playing vulture. Just yeah, like, there it is. It kills the whole house, and nobody ever finds out the murderer. Great scenario. Yep. Oh, gosh. It was vulture with the ock arms. Oh, <laughs> give it a B training center. Oh, you knew. You got it. Okay. <laughs> but all right, guys. That was, that was great. That was an awesome question. Uh, we do have some. And these came in like halfway through the show. So, Malcolm, you should be really proud of us this week. We got a Malcolm Rush question block. That's in Japan! Japan? No, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. And obviously, because these came in halfway through, we weren't able to totally prepare for them. But they're pretty, they're pretty simple questions. So they are HeroClix related. But there's there's one question, which is, what are your top three favorite movies or TV shows? So do we want to do... You can do one of the other guys, but don't... I mean, you can mix them if you want to. So, Simeon, you want to go for this? Oh... That's such a big question. Um, top three favorite movies or TV shows. So if it was like current or like all time, uh, I'm assuming he means like all time. Um, so top, all I'm going to go with TV shows. So <laughs> it's got to be uh, like Stargate SG-1, which I've been recently re-watching. Not as good as I remember it being, but still, it's like one of my top favorite TV sh- series of all time. Um, Star Trek uh, The Next Generation is definitely up in the top three. And man, I'd have to go with something I'm really struggling to like to weed out all of the garbage that I've watched over the years and pick one really solid TV series. Um, I guess to go with one that like I've actually like gone back to several times and like it's super generic, I'd have to go with like The Office. As ah, oh, dude, cringe. Boo. Yeah, as oh, awful and generic as it is, I've watched that like several times. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really are a white girl from the 2010 era. That's that's really just your whole personality. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you ever worked in an office caller? <laughs> then you wouldn't understand no, the humor. <laughs> That's you why I didn't say the Rick and Mortimer show because you have to have an high IQ to enjoy the oh Rick and gosh. Mortimer show, Calder, <laughs> and you oh wouldn't God. understand. <laughs> uh, so I'll just go ahead because that's a whole. If we're going with TV shows, um, probably favorite is got to be Ash vs Evil Dead. Um, I don't think I own any other TV show on DVD. So yeah, I think that's that easily takes the cake. And then from there, I'll just choose an anime because it's easy. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, and then last one, <sighs> Sunny in Philadelphia, probably. So those would be my top three TV shows. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number one, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. Incredible mm-hmm. show. Uh, number two, I'd probably put Arrested Development. That's a show I've rewatched. I don't know how many times at this it's point. Good. Always good. And number three, this might be recency bias, but Chappelle show forgot how good that was. Recently rewatched that. Mm. Yeah, it's a show that I don't know. I always think it's funny. Always find clips nice. of you know floating around. So nice. That's three true. comedies. 
As somebody who's enjoyed exactly and one episode of uh, It's Always Sunny, uh, good episode. Yeah. Yeah, watch the show. <laughs> that, holy crap, I could... <laughs> I can't listen to Charlie What episode was that? Voice. Dude, it's a great show. It's a great show. Uh, it was the, the Nightman versus it's Dayman so episode where they put oh, on the yeah, musical. Oh, yeah, that's like one of the best ones. Oh, it's so good. That's probably one of the best episodes, if not the implication. The episode. I love that episode, episode so much. The gang buys a boat. Oh, the implication. Yes. That is pretty good, too. <laughs> um, but then Malcolm asks, uh, which Heroclix characters would you use to represent those characters in movies or TV shows? Ooh, that's kind of tough, man. That's uh, really rough. So, Charlie Day, Obnoxio the Clown. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Crackhead yeah. dial for a crackhead character. Uh, I'll say, I know I've used Archon specifically for Ash before, so I think he's still going to be my Evil Dead. Like, Ash pick has got to be Archon. I think, like, the 30-point Black Panthers would fit for Nightman just because, like, it was a real cheap Black Panther. Like, the ones from ADW would work. Oh, the 30 But maybe not for, like, win. Max. Yeah, or, like, just the charge Blades type of deal. I don't know. It's rough, dude. Um, Stargate is... Or like, maybe... No, actually, more specifically... Sorry, Simi, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, they're mostly just generic, like, military dudes. Um, there's not really, like, anything special about most of them. One is, like, an alien guy with a, like, a explosive uh, bow staff that, like, shoots uh, explosions it doesn't. I'm not gonna say lasers because it, it literally just shoots explosions, and they don't really explain it super well. So any generic soldier with like energy explosion would probably fit that role. I think April O'Neil, the one that like when you kill her goes on an opponent's card, is a good princess. Like D as the princess, I think that'd be fine. I think you could use any orc, any troll from just. Whatever, Lord of the Rings for Frank. He'd be okay. If we... <laughs> I want to think of someone. Not the penguin. Work for literally Dana, a character that Danny DeVito has played. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, Simeon. I mean, uh, what about, uh, what's his name? Blackbeard from the new set, how he's just holding the treasure chest? Yeah. That could be Danny DeVito. Yeah, I can see that. You can see that. Uh, I think Dennis would probably be like, maybe like Magneto Star or something. Star Fox <laughs> is Dennis, hundred percent. Oh Fox. yeah, okay, yeah. I can oh yeah, that. not the Chase yeah. though, like one of the bad ones. No, no, yeah, like the rare. <laughs> he yeah, the chase, rare. He thinks he's the Chase. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's, that's perfect. yeah. That's. That's on the yeah, money. That's it. That's it right there. Midnighter. Midnighter's Dennis. Or not Dennis. Mac. Duh. Of course Midnighter's Mac. <laughs> He's got the trench coat. Gay. Like, it's perfect. Works perfectly. <laughs> <It's> perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we figured this out. All right. Awesome. Hey, wait. What do we got on the checklist? Well, does he have a trench coat? Mm-hmm. Well, what? Is he gay, too? Oh, you got it. <laughs> and there you go. You too can recreate your favorite TV shows in Hero Click. Yeah, let us know, guys. What <laughs> TV shows have you ever 
like been like, oh yeah, this hero Clicks character works perfect for him, and maybe play a little little scenario coming soon to the dial age for hero Clicks YouTube channel is the sunny in Philadelphia versus the episode uh, off <laughs> Thursday throwdown. Uh, but all right, wait. that is I can't that's, wait. That's a, that's Malcolm Rush, and that's kind of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, wherever podcasts are found. Like I said throughout the show, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Go check out the YouTube channel for unboxings, all sorts of stuff. If you just want to listen to the podcast where you're sitting at home on your computer, you can listen to it there. And you can check out our Thursday throwdowns, see us playing with the new rules, all that fun stuff. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. If you want to send us questions like Malcolm did, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, or our Gmail, which is dialh4heroclicks at gmail.com, all spelled out. All the links to all that stuff is going to be the podcast description. That's all I got. Uh, Ian, before we let you go, my man, do you want to do any shout-outs for any players, stores, whatever? Uh, we'll do the same shout-out. I'll always do anytime I'm on the show, but that's uh, just to Rainbow Sports Cards, Comics, and Collectibles in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, it's a great a great store. Everybody there is super friendly. I've uh, known the owner forever. Um, I don't know. If you're ever around the area, definitely pop in. It's worth the time. Absolutely. Simeon, want to go ahead and read us out, man? Yes, and with that, we're going to bring you to a close. And like always, Dial H for Heroclix is sponsored by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day from the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. You should check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. I've recently been picking up a bunch of their uh, D&D miniatures because those are some cool sculpts as well. So, And as always, happy trails. Not, 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 not.